All right. <clears throat> Let's dive into it. Good morning. It's August 31st, and it's the last day of the month. We're going to have a busy day followed by a busy month in trading. Hello. There's tablets and them. And to start off, the futures are definitely mixed. They were up a lot more before, up a lot more last night. Dow just dipped negative, and tech and S&P are kind of hanging around flat. So we'll see what happens with that. Apple and Tesla have their split today. I think that's going to be the big thing everyone's watching. And the big news on my radar, you see Buffett invests in Japan. He's made some interesting calls lately. One of them being he's betting in, I think, five different firms in Japan. So that'll be interesting. That was, I think, the smartest move he's made since he turned probably 75, 15 years ago. Like, what you guys know, my thoughts on Japan. Like, and that's a long-term play for him, but very smart move. I was reading that this morning and was like, oh, maybe he still got his whip about him. So that was good to see. Because yeah. that's the future. Space wars in Japan is strategically set up to be a world power. So Buffett, he's ahead of the curve there a bit, but that's a great play. Dad, do you have any thoughts on that? Yeah, I thought it was interesting that he uh, – is finding investments away from the United States, not surprising at all with what's going on here. And uh, I don't know if you caught Leon Cooperman this morning, who I respect a lot. Very interesting. And um, he just has a very logical, common sense approach to the market. And when you listen to him, almost everything he says makes sense from his political views to uh, how he views Robin Hood. And if anyone hasn't seen it, I suggest going back. He was on CNBC over the last half hour, and uh, I thought it was a great interview. You know, he finds the levels now scary, I guess is the way I would put it. And um, a lot of his investments are away from the front line of what's uh, moving around here. He still owns a few of the FANG stocks, but overall, you could tell his investments are away from the normal stocks and some of the esoteric names and some stuff in the credit market, but very cautious on the market going forward. Yeah, it sounded like he almost was basically saying that while interest rates, at least for now, stay low, then, you know, the party might continue. But as soon as there's any switch in that, you know, mm -hmm. the market's just built on flop ever since 2008. And at some point they're going to, but yeah, so that, that was definitely interesting. And in addition, it seems like a lot of the, you know, really, really intelligent people out there I've seen over the last few days are almost removing the whole notion of even having price targets on indexes, where I've heard quite a few people now just be like, we're going to look at trends and momentums, but it's just impossible at this point to make targets on indexes when we're in these unprecedented times. And this is bears and bulls. So it was almost, I, I saw two different people come out and say that over the last 24 hours on both sides of it. I thought it was really interesting just as, you know, kind of a theme that seems to be happening. Well, we talked about Tesla's price targets last week on one of the shows and it's obvious the analysts can't get a handle on it. So maybe they're just throwing up their hands. On. <clears throat> yeah. And then 
Mike, you'll be happy about this. Beyond Meat got an upgrade this morning from City Group. So they're uh, you probably heard us last week and was like, oh, these guys are actually, they know what they're talking about. <laughs> they're up um, almost three bucks pre-market. That'll be an interesting stock to follow. I would jump. I, I keep saying anytime you have a dip on Beyond Meat, like I bought more Friday when it was shit in the bed. It's just a golden opportunity. Like this is just the way beginning there. Yeah, I don't I mean, know why you're grinning. This is like Tesla in its early innings. I like grinning. Yeah, you, and you then, um, crazy. And I, I know we've talked about NIO, which is the Chinese electric vehicle maker. They did a stock offering, and it looks like they're they're getting a little shake up on the news. And I think they were also down last week quite a bit. So that's going to be interesting to follow because they trade on such big volume. And it's been such a hot story lately, not just them, but that whole space in general. So they're down $1.34 pre-market, which is over 7%. So that'll be another interesting one to follow. And not surprising. I mean, Dad, you always say this. When these stocks go on these incredible runs where they're just going up day after day, they should do stock offerings, right? Absolutely. I'm surprised Tesla's not announcing another one. I mean, maybe they don't. They don't need the cash right now, but they got to be licking their chops at these levels. Yeah. And then obviously it'll be interesting to follow DraftKings because they got that downgrade from Morgan Stanley last week. That was just a complete flush out. They were down 7% on the day and they're hardly up pre-market. They're up like 16 cents. So- I think it's a good opportunity though on DraftKings, just like we talked about last week, which is why I bought some Boeing with travel. When you look at the stats on this virus and these rapid tests, it seems like we're gonna we're even hearing now the NFL. A lot of these teams are actually allowing fans at games at different really? capacities. Yeah, and no one's talking yeah. about that at all. Yeah. That's been kind of so under Miami that said they're going to allow thirteen thousand. Yeah, and that's just the beginning. Naturally, you're going to see that be. We need fans at NFL games. It's one thing when you look at like NBA, NHL. NFL is another behemoth with the way those stadiums are structured. We need fans in these arenas. I think DraftKings, this is a good opportunity. I bought some more the other day. I think that downgrade was a bit ridiculous based on the timing of it with this virus and the, you know, the rapid test with Abbott. I, I look at that as great news for travel and this. I actually think, uh, just to go a little differently from you, I actually think the basketball games are better having these giant screens of people. Well, no, that's what I'm highlighting. It's an impact with a a football stadium. Yeah, I I think that was a great idea. I mean, these people spend hundreds of dollars to have their face, you know, appear every, you know, an hour, every hour. Maybe they're shown once. Yeah, I'm personally done watching the NBA. I've given up on that whole game. But It was was ridiculous, though, reading into the downgrade on DraftKings because they downgrade DraftKings and Penn. And on one end, they're saying that they're downgrading DraftKings because of competition with the Penn app. And then on the other end, they're saying they're downgrading Penn in case the Penn app flops. So it's just they're just bringing down both. Uh, it's like yeah. it was I think Penn was more downgraded off of the run it went on more than anything, just off of it's gone up a ton. I don't think. Yeah. And, and as we're talking, DraftKings basically is about to dip negative, which is it's been such a tug of war with this stock because almost even when they got the downgrade, their price target, I believe, is still above 40 with Morgan Stanley. And then there's other companies that have it above 50. I don't think there's a single analyst out there that has it below 40. 
And I think also when you heard him, if you guys heard him talk the other day, I think it was clever how you could tell he's like, yeah, we want to be the, the hub of betting when it comes to anything, not just let's rely on a pro athlete to play and then us bet on them. They want peer to peer gambling, which we've talked about where anyone can bet. And that, that gives them so much room to run if that actually ends up happening. So this, sure. this stock is in, insanely discounted right now. If you bake in the virus, people coming back, like we're gonna start seeing people going to events soon, guaranteed that news starts coming out in the next couple of weeks, so. Yeah, and also, uh, you know, I think that stock was on such a run and it needed an excuse to come down more than anything. And now people are afraid of just jumping in it, which makes it a good buy because it's not just a dumb money. No, I may not quite be ready. I find it difficult to read that chart. Um, it's not clear cut on direction from a technical point of view. But Gotcha. Um, Apple and Tesla, both stocks are split as of today. And so, Dad, take us through. Like, I'm a guy that owns 150 shares of Apple right now, but that naturally went to 600 after mm -hmm. the split. So when you talked about the run they're on and you were telling me when we talked offline to wait on selling call options to kind yeah, of get myself. Because before you can only have sold one option. Exactly. So each option is equal to 100 shares. So now you have 600 shares. You could sell six options, mm -hmm. completely hedge your position. So what would you do in that situation? Instead of selling a little more of the stock, you would be selling six. Well, what, I, what I've been doing is selling December options because I want to have the option of buying back the option before the end of the year or, you know, covering or letting it go out, which basically means if the stock is higher than my option price, that um, it disappears off my balance sheet and then you owe taxes on your capital gain in Apple. So if Trump wins, you could cover back your option knowing that capital gains are safe at least for another year. If Trump loses, you wanna let that go this year because there's a good chance that capital gains tax is going to be much higher next year. Bob, it seems like you're one of the only people in the world, at least that they're talking about, that is playing options to protect yourself against the market. All, yeah. I, all I keep hearing is that nobody does that. But I, I actually find that hard to believe. Like, do you, do you actually believe that you're, and I know they must have. Nobody does that. What? Well, no, they keep releasing like this euphoria data and all you're seeing right now is data against how one-sided the option plays are in the market. And now everybody's on the call option to the upside. Well, that's that gives you uh, you know much more premium to be able to hold onto. That's more of a reason to do it too. Be the contrarian. Yeah. Most people are wrong. I, I think there are a lot of people doing it. The danger of doing December is if Trump loses, the market could have a major collapse, and you may not get the opportunity to. Um, just let the options go because the stock will be lower than your option price. But if that happens, at least you pulled in a big chunk of money from the options because the premium will be worth zero and you took in that whole premium. 
Yeah, I was going to say, isn't that almost the whole point of doing the Right, option? but then you want to make the decision, okay, Apple is lower. I should sell it anyway because uh, of the capital gain. So you're really better off when you do the math pretty much just selling a little Apple instead of playing this whole game. Well, so it, depends. it depends uh, which option you do. Also depends how much you own and what you can get out of the options. Yeah. But yeah, moving on. So another electric vehicle move, Workhorse, who I know we don't really talk about on here, but they've gone on quite the epic run in this market along with NIO and Tesla and E-Cola. And they're popping pretty big today. I guess they made an agreement with Hitachi, which is a Japanese company. So that'll be an interesting stock to look at today because Again, they're up over seven percent pre-market, and yeah. So, oh, there and was then, just uh, an announcement on CNBC that TikTok deal could be announced as soon as tomorrow, and the chatter before this, this announcement was it's going to be delayed because the Chinese made a change in their rules. But uh, it looks like um, Microsoft are coming back a lot here. Long yeah. Cycle. Yeah, I was going to actually say that with the Beijing thing, which kind of is going to be a really interesting story to follow because, you know, it, I, I don't really know where we're at with China as far as how far apart we are with them. I know there's been a ton of conflict with them over the virus, and it seems like they're sort of starting to get back into the trade talks again. So if this does go through and they're saying we have to get Beijing approval, it, it all seems like things are starting to – come back together with China in a way that didn't even seem possible a month ago. And I don't know if that's just complete fluff and they know that things like TikTok are not really important in the great scheme of things. And we'll actually see something much bigger around the corner that we don't want to see, but it is still something to watch. Yeah. And, you know, we spoke about uh, rocket mortgage a little bit on Friday. I don't know if anyone jumped on that with me, but this yeah. thing is taken off. And Where are they at this morning? It's trading up over a dollar this morning, dollar and a quarter. So what's it at? Over twenty nine or over thirty now? Because it touched thirty two last week. Yeah, twenty nine seventy. But um, we were talking about it. It was trading around uh, twenty seven and a half. Oh yeah, they're up over four percent pre market. That's going to be interesting because they have their earnings this week, don't they? Um, I don't know, but usually the earnings are pretty good after an IPO. Yeah. And um, this is the first earnings report after they've done their IPO. So, Bob, from a trading perspective, I don't know if you're looking at them for a short-term swing or a long-term position, but what levels are you looking at if to either sell or to even buy? You know, well, day trading-wise, I bought a, you know, a couple of thousand on Friday and then sold out three-quarters of the position. So I'm just going to let the last part ride. I wouldn't buy it up here. Um, but I wouldn't be surprised if it makes a run back towards that $32 level that it got to um, a few days ago. Interesting. It's, yeah. It's a crazy ride, though. That'll be a good one to follow. And then, as far as some inside buys go, I know, Mike, we ended up making out pretty well on the HPQ. They had a solid run Friday. It wouldn't shock me if they go up a little more. I sold a lot of it. I held on to a little more to just see how far they Yeah, I, I figured I'd sell it when it goes up another one or two percent. That you, I like giving yeah. that a couple of days. 
And then a couple companies that caught my radar that might have sort of a similar thing going on. So one that we've never even talked about that I had never even knew was even a public company, but the ticker's barbecue. And it's, you know, famous Dave's and some other barbecue chains around the country. And I saw there was some insider buying going on with them. They obviously already had a little bit of a movement from them, but that's going to be- And isn't that a Lodell uh, client coming on, famous Dave's? I believe so. It's some of yeah. our markets, yeah. So clearly that's a great stock to be jumping on. Anyone on our bandwagon, I'll probably have to jump on that today. When you think of barbecue too, with the social distancing thing, I think they're a winner with the way they're set up. And, you know, for takeout and outdoor, I think that's a famous Dave's. And is Dallas barbecue part of that though? I don't think so. I know they have some North Carolina joints. I know the big one's famous Dave's, but. Well, they're mostly out, a lot of outdoors. It's set up for them to be able to benefit for sure. That, you know, when it thinks, when you think of dining that doesn't really revolve around a lot of inside need. And yeah, again, they did have a big move, a really big move, actually. It sucks that we didn't figure this out in mid-August because they jumped from, you know, three bucks. Well, at some point they were under two, but lately they were hovering over three bucks and now they're at 470. So I don't know if we missed the move. Dad, looking at the chart, what are your thoughts, BBQ? Yeah, let's see here. Looks like, you know. Maybe uh, more of a Beyond Meat guy now, so he's tough. <laughs> Tough for him to even think about barbecue. Well, I mean, BBQ is getting to the the old highs here, so you want to see it break through there for a comfort level, which is right around five twenty, right? Five twenty, and then another one, and this one was, I think, even a little bit more interesting. Ticker VG. This is a company I've never even heard of, but they're in the cloud space, and the CEO just bought some stock. And this guy used to actually be the CEO of AMD. I didn't even know that. Like back when AMD was like a five, six dollar stock. So I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing, but either way, he just bought stuff. And this stock is in the cloud space, where we know it's a really, really sexy space right now. And yeah, VG, just gonna be something to keep your eye on, I guess. Dad, what yeah, do you think I about it? I like that it came back down to that um you know, 11, it would have been nice to see it down in 10, 10 and three quarters, but it came all the way down to support. So it's not a bad level. If it holds here, you know, it could start heading back up. If it breaks down though, um, I think I would have a 10 and a half stop on this thing. So like right now, maybe 11.25 and then if it were maybe 11. And then if it goes lower than that, maybe it's not going to be good. Is what you're kind of getting. At. Yeah, it's a, it's at that inflection point on the chart where you can see what the upside is, but you could also see a lot of downside if it doesn't work. Yeah, do you know a lot about this company? Uh, not really. Yeah, I so thought it was a phone company. Is it not a phone company? Well, it's a cloud company, so they're a five G play, but I, I don't think yeah. it's. A like a hardware company by any means, but definitely will be an interesting one to follow. And then, you know, I know I brought up this company a few times and they're really starting to act well. It seems like last week it was somewhat of a fake out, but they're back in action. Snapchat. Yeah, uh, I, I've been following that. Yeah, I, you know, I have a small position because I'm 
own it. And at some point, I want to turn it into a big position. But I mean, you know, it, it's looking good. There's no news that's coming out, but I will tell you, Dad, we were talking about it. And anytime we pick stocks on the show, outside the show, based on stocks that our company uses, they've always been winners. And our company's now starting to use Snapchat. It's we're using it, but we're not spending money on it. There's a no, but, we, and but we're about to. We're about maybe. to. Our Boulder employee has been basically asking for small bits of approval for spending money on there. We are going to give it to them because at the end of the day, we've tried all the other digital ads. So why not at least try Snapchat to see what it's all about? So we're going to try it. And, and maybe that's what I'm waiting on is to see how that looks for us because there's no doubt we're not the only ones that are realizing that people coming into college, this is the main social media platform they're on. This is the number one social media platform that high school students are on, that middle school students are on, and that freshmen, sophomores, this is what people are using. more well, than is, is the reason they're on it because there's less advertising? Is that No, I think no. it's, when you think about it, it's such a different platform than the other social media platforms because it's a communication platform more so than a social media thing. So it's how they're texting. It's how they're having conversations on Snapchat. So it's almost replacing text messages. And that's where it's such a different thing than TikTok and Instagram and Facebook. So I'm not at all betting against Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok. I, I own a ton of Facebook, but this is a separate platform. And clearly it's big with young people and they haven't really monetized on that. And they're going like a Twitter situation. There's a great platform that has yet to figure out how to really so win with their users. So get ahead of the game there. Twitter. Might, well, we, we have to see them actually win that game. There's Twitter, been a, another stock that's been acting great. It's now above 40 convincingly. It's been above 40 for a bit. It's, you know, been up on days where tech is down. I mean, Twitter, I'm pretty sure it's been up like 12 out of 13 in the last. Well, yeah, the election's coming up. That's a huge thing for Twitter, naturally. Especially with Trump. Yeah, like I, I don't really look at that as anything outside of that. Well, we it also goes back to our conversation on Zillow Group and Pinterest. Any platform that has the engagement level of tens of millions of people that are using it on a obsessive level, they're eventually going to figure out how to monetize off that. And you they can don't all figure that out, though. I think there's certain companies that are great with that. Like Twitter is yet to figure that out. I, that's why I don't own the stock yet. I've loved the thought of owning the stock, but I can't. Zillow, it's a different story. They've mastered advertising. Same with Pinterest. They've figured out how to monetize their users. And that is not the case yet with Twitter or Snapchat at all. Snapchat has a lot of competition concerns, too, with what Facebook's able to do and roll out. As we've seen, they're able to replicate things that TikTok does, things that Snapchat does, and they have all these kids on their database anyway. So that's, yeah, it's that's not a shoo-in that Snapchat can just come in and steal Facebook's thunder with that. Well, it's not a shoo-in. I'm not at all betting against Facebook. I think they're going to be a beast for years to come. And even if Snapchat starts to, well, no, that's actually where you start to worry about Facebook stock a little is if there's a quarter where Snapchat shows that they're gaining traction with the small business world in a big way, people are going to naturally worry that 
the there's going to be a little dilution from Facebook. And I don't think do you realize how value how much Facebook has crushed small businesses the, during this pandemic in a way that is just there is no chance that that's happened. Well, yeah, it's been the only option. But it, no, but they're not. They're set up where it's, they can't just be dethroned off Snapchat having features that are similar. I'm like not that. suggesting that. I'm just saying any platform that's got the user, the usability, or not usability, that has the amount of users that they do, it's essentially the same as what Facebook and Instagram was a long, long time ago. And they will figure it if out. If Facebook didn't exist, I'd be way more bullish on Snapchat's advertising model. I don't really see how they distinguish themselves from Facebook at all still. Even when we don't okay. delve down that rabbit hole, I don't get what the yeah. distinguishing factor is. That's what makes markets. And then another uh, stock that I know we've talked about a little that's just come down a lot off of its recent highs. And I've been thinking that like just four is a good level of support, but waiter. So waiter, you know, they recently had their quarter. They're really the only delivery player in the game that showed profit. I was looking last night, $10 million is what they profited in the quarter, which was up from losing 20 million the year before. A lot of damage control. They had a kind of a, shake up in the executives there and that stock looked like it was heading to zero for a while and it's come back a little we know from being in the space and even the ceo said on the call straight up he said that they're going to get rolled up he was talking about how there's going to be more consolidation in the space and how they're going to be a consolidate t not a consolidator because that's just where they're at. The yeah, period. they're getting bought for and, sure. And, and that's where you, and again, dad, I know you'd say right now, you don't know where they're going to get bought. They might right. get bought for 350 a share. So, I, and that is obviously the thing to keep in mind, but. And you never want to buy a stock off of someone maybe getting bought. 100%. I, I more just look at it like uh, four looks like an interesting level because it bounced off there twice. It's right above there. You might be able to catch a trade where you set a stop limit under four and yeah, see, like like three ninety. <laughs> yeah, like literally right under four. And I'd feel better about it if it came literally down to four, not four thirteen. Yeah. Thirteen cents is a lot on that stock, but he, you know, I like the fact that they're doing well as a company. I don't see how they don't get rolled up for a pretty good amount when since they're profiting. What are your guys? Unless they're cutting us a check, I I couldn't care less about waiter. I personally will not be touching them because I don't like them. I, I want them out like of business. The chart, but the the potential of them actually doing better and better. I don't see that being a thing. I think their potential is them getting bought. They're not set up to be scaling quickly. They are going to get bought. I mean, the CEO yeah. is setting, so it's a matter of when. It's and actually a matter of price, too. Yeah, yeah, it's a matter of price. It's a matter of price. Because I don't, I don't know where the big guys are in this thing, you know. As far as the guy from Louisiana, like, what is his investment? The guy it's who owns the uh, team over, over three hundred mil, from what I remember. At what do you remember the price though that he's in? It was like nine bucks a share. Was it? Yeah, something like that. Yeah, I mean, he's lost a ton of money on that. He may be willing though to lose most of his investment there i don't know or a tax write-off who knows well yeah. he has a lot of tax write-offs this year he's yeah he's definitely not doing well he's got restaurants that are doing horribly you know his team obviously all the stuff that guy is in is down well he's he's on cnbc every other week so go against that every other day lately it's rather annoying to be honest good guy to bet against then 
the only positive from his standpoint is that um, he's obviously a big Trump supporter, and maybe Trump helps him out somehow. <laughs> I don't maybe know. Maybe just DoorDash to go under with a political thing. Just from like the fundamental viewpoint here, the stock seems like it popped on earnings and then has sold off by over twenty five percent. So I don't know if that's too much to the point where you got to look at it and think like, oh, this is just not a good stock to own. But, you know, there definitely is a lot of support at four. So now it's there. And this could yeah, be. I, I don't I don't like it. I don't like that. It it made a high of 585 and then it came all the way down to four, tried to go back up and made a lower high. I mean, it's a classic chart to go lower. You know. So what about, because the last stock I brought up that you didn't like was Play, and this thing started going on a rocket ship. What are your, or do you still have the same views there? Do you think that was just like a dead cat bounce? Or do you look at it like, you know, the companies that were- it, it's, uh, Since uh, this pandemic started, it's had seven attempts at, you know, these rocket ship type moves. Good point. And it's come off every time. So until it actually gets through the old high of 2360 or so, you know, there's nothing there to tell me that it's not going to run out of steam again. And, and you don't think that like somewhat the narrative itself is a reason for it to. Well, yeah. the other thing is, Dan, if you're just looking at the chart, the 200 day is just about where it is now. 1754 is the 200 day. So it's got to get through that level, which is really difficult. And then if it holds above that level, then you can make a case that this stock has a shot at moving higher. But I have a Campbell Soup, that their earnings are this week. I figure that's an interesting one to bring up. Yeah, I mean, listen, they're probably gonna have strong earnings. The question is gonna be if people want to stick with that whole story. They were a good stay at home stock. And they're going to talk about how, you know, the same thing they talked about last quarter, how people staying at home made them fall back in love with those brands, blah, 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 blah. Well, yeah, but they've definitely revamped the whole, like, less salt in the soups and, you know, kind of, like, get finally getting with the times, it seems like, with their execs. So Yeah, but you know what? I In this particular situation, who knows? Maybe the earnings will be great. My guess is that, Last quarter was an anomaly because everyone stocked up on Kansas soup. So the question is the restocking of the shelves, did that take place this quarter or was that still last quarter? It didn't. Right? And I'll tell you why. I stocked up on Campbell's soup and I haven't bought any in the last like three or four months. Yeah. And I and think I that's exactly it. what people are thinking. That yeah, it's not, it's not yeah, going to be the same. And I think you could use yourself as a good study test. It's just like, what, what have we done? You know, how much is the stay at home stocking up on things like simmered off a little because you can now go and grab a bite out to eat. For me, at least, it's come down a lot. So, But it's right. more the idea that if you go to the store, there's plenty of Campbell's soup there. So you don't buy it. If That's, the shelf is uh, yeah. empty, you That's say, sure. I better well, not, I think it's more about the narrative of them being more health conscious with the ingredients than anything because the that brand may is be, not, but it, it's hard for me to imagine that their outlook is going to be as bullish. We'll say. I mean, maybe. I mean, it, it's always a safety stock when the market's bad. 
So if mm -hmm. the market starts selling off, that's another good reason to take a look at a Campbell soup because those Definitely. are the names. Well, guys, yeah, let's get, yeah, let's get the week we'll wrap it up. Everyone, have a good day. And Follow us on YouTube. Subscribe. Yeah, Bam.